This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Okay, welcome back, my friends. It's Tuesday. We didn't have a Monday podcast that was a little tied up. Uh, welcome back if you're a listener of the podcast. If you're a new listener, maybe you'll go check out uh, our website, ChristopherScottShow.com. You can sign up for the email list. would actually be a good idea to sign up for the email list right now if you're not. I, I have sent, like, no emails, really, uh, very few. But I think we're going to be doing some interviews coming up. And I think you might want to, you know, be in the know on that. And uh, the way I'll communicate that. Well, we'll be through the podcast, obviously, but also through the email. So, And then if something goes down, it's just good we can stay in touch. But I haven't done much with it. But I think coming up, I'd like to announce some of the interesting people uh, that maybe we're going to have uh, have uh, on the podcast. I'm going to probably do that as like a Sunday thing, which is what I think I did last time. I did it a couple times. I want to see how it would go. And the response was good. You guys seem to appreciate those interviews. I don't want to go to an interview-style podcast, but I think doing it once a week is like a little bonus is a good thing. I'm not going to do it every week either. But anyway, go to ChristopherScottShow.com if you're interested. Sign up for the email list. If not, let's move on. I want to talk about how the election is going to be stolen. And you say some people would say, what do you mean stolen? What are you, one of those election deniers? I'm not an election denier. I mean, there was an election. I'm not denying that. (laughs) Denying whether the outcome was, uh, I don't even know what word you would put on it at this point. You know, the word stolen, uh, that's pretty much run its course, right? But what's really going on with the election? I'm going to tell you exactly in simple mechanical terms. So you can understand exactly what they are doing. Who's the they? I always say that. Who's the they? Because you can say they, they're like the boogeyman. And what's the purpose of a conversation like that? The they is uh, the people within the political parties, which is made up of established or existing uh, office holders, campaign organizers, campaign treasurers such as myself. The list goes on and on. All these people, lawyers, consultants, different entities that advertise, media, big, huge, all working together to uh, allow the election process to take place the way that it does. And I think you should know how it works. That's all I'm saying. You tell me if you think it's fair. You tell me if it's democratic, all this talk about threat to our democracy. You, after I tell you this, I want you to tell me what the threat to the democracy is. So I don't mean to do a bait and switch, but uh, I wanted to mention a couple of things. I was uh, tied up and stressed out. I don't know why I let this stuff get to me. I ordered a new computer for the studio uh, because, well, we run two computers and an iPad basically to, to manage the studio here. And occasionally I use my, my phone for things too, but not so much anymore. I can pretty much do the podcast from my laptop. Normally, I do it here in the studio, which is where I'm at now. We have this little booth area. This is kind of the main computer. And then on my desk behind me, I have my laptop, which obviously I can move around. But I don't even—I never really move it around. I got to go mobile. 
I go to my iPad, which I can also do the podcast from my iPad, which is I could really do it from my phone too. It, it, everything's that mobile. But anyway, a dual computer setup, and the situation is the laptop is only got four gigs of RAM and cannot upgrade to Windows 10. And so it's running Windows 7, and they're no longer supporting it coming up soon. So I thought, all right, let me get ahead of this. And the plan was to take the main computer here that we record into. These are big files. Especially if I get into video, they're massive. And so this computer's, you know, it's got a lot of RAM, got a bigger hard drive. But this, too, is, uh, I don't know, it's probably, well, it's at least as old. No, it's not as old as the podcast. I take that back. Huh. Not as old as I thought. I'm going to guess about four years then. I forgot. I actually started the podcast on a Mac. Ugh. It was horrible. That's a story in itself. My wife got me that computer. I love that computer, but it was not conducive to doing the podcast, I can tell you that. And uh, But this computer, so anyway, the game plan was to get a new main computer. And the thing shipped. You can imagine the, the, the inconvenience that this creates. I don't know if you're working in an office or you deal with computers other than your home computer, but I've got a little network here, if you will. And so you pull out a piece of that network, and it's a problem, right? So the idea is you got to swap it out. So no big deal. Uh, you know, I'm actually moving everything in this case, right? Everything is shifting. And that means that, you know, uh, the, the file storage has to move, software get loaded, the, 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 uh, these uh, portable drives, I happen to have one sitting here to um, <coughs> back up onto. <coughs> I'm dying. Oh, boy. I'm okay. Woo! Take a drink of water. Hold on. I'll tell you what, it's been so doggone dry here. It finally got a little rain last night, like, but nothing. Look, I'm playing this new grass. Right? Crazy. But anyway, back to the computer. So I'm moving everything, right? You can imagine the disruption this creates in the studio, right? You don't have to be a computer expert to understand that. Computer comes in. I didn't really get too far into it, but I got into it, and it wouldn't power up. You're saying this has a bad motherboard. So, you know, it's a little custom computer. I mean, this is not huge stuff that I'm, I'm using here, but and I would say it's a little more than your average uh, office or home computer, I would think. I don't know. Anyway, what a catastrophe. So now the studio looks like a bomb hit it. There's cables everywhere. And I feel like when the the studio was under construction when I moved, oh, boy, was that a fun time. So anyway, uh, computer disaster. So I I was thinking over the past couple of days, this is really amazing how there's been this shift in the news. And this is what makes it. This is what they're teeing up the, the cover and concealment for the election to be stolen. And let me just go through. Let me just go through. What happened to monkeypox? It just vanished. Right? How do I'm going to talk to you about a story in New York declared a state of emergency over polio. And Biden's on on 60 minutes. Did you see that? I, I happened to catch it. He looked great. Oh yeah. And he said, I didn't catch this part, but apparently the pandemic's over. Over, I said. Dog, I said it's over. It means it's over. I love when Joe talks tough. It's not exactly what he said, but, you know, like he was asked, you know, what if Putin uses nukes? Don't. 
don't, don't. Uh, I don't know what that signal was. But what happened to Monkey Pot? What happened to the Ukraine war? People interested? It's still like a symbol, a symbolic, right? And then this whole Queen of England thing overtaking all the news. Are you? Do you care anything about that? Does anybody listening to this podcast give a hoot about the Queen of England? I got to tell you, listen, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I don't care. You want a king? You want a queen? You know, whatever you guys want to do over there. But that's cool. But the... the, the um, worshipping of this woman because of her bloodline. Oh, no. Oh, no. She was our patriarch, our leader, our, our shine. I don't know. It's just, to me, I, I just don't relate to those kind of things, that kind of bowing down. And then what I guess, because Biden's in office, only Democrats get to go, that uh, Obama was over there licking the toes of the king. Oh, he's good at that. Uh, Obama was good at that. Pay everybody and, and, and kiss their butts, right? And and everything works great. Just pay, pay, pay. I guess when you can just print money endlessly, I, I guess that's what you do. I don't know. Interesting. Lanternfly is gone. Uh, we're to talk a little bit about the hurricane. Uh, remember when, when the hurricane hit Puerto Rico while Trump was president? Right? He went down there. Is Biden going down there? Uh, we haven't decided yet. I don't know if they've even commented on it. But it's like it's barely news. I see it on the Weather Channel. So what is going on? That's the question. And it's pretty clear to me that the, the idea is to create cover and concealment to steal the election. They're going to make believe that everything's good. What war? Oh, the Ukrainians practically won. Well, did they win? Well, more or less. Is Russia out of Ukraine? Nah, mostly. So the war's not over. What, monkeypox just went away? No? Yes? I don't know. Is anybody working at a hospital? I mean, was it even a real thing at this point? Joe, Joe, Big Joe declares COVID over? I think that's a setup. I think they're going they, I think the reason that he did that is to save that in the bag. If things go wrong, they'll pull it out in September or October, you watch. What am I talking about? He's like, "No, COVID's over." Ah, uh, but they've already been laying the groundwork. If you look at some of the stories, there's groups out there, the medical professionals. Good God. Uh, we're going to let the medical professionals decide. That's like letting the safety people decide uh, everything in your organization. You go nuts. You'd have everybody wearing, wearing helmets and knee pads and, and gloves and reflective vests just to go to the toilet. Where was I going with all this? What's, what's really going on? They're creating a cover and concealment. I think the COVID thing, he says it's over. you got these medical groups out there saying, well, there could be another another variant, and we won't be prepared. Oh, another variant, you say. Oh, wow. Maybe in the fall. And they're actually talking about this. Now, I would just relax. The fear-mongering that goes on only goes on because people are buying into it. But anyway, uh, the COVID thing could be a setup. But otherwise, they're like, look how good things are. Yeah, and I told you they were going to do this. Gas goes up to you know ninety five dollars a gallon, and it comes down to, to to fifty two a gallon. They're like, look what I did for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get, no, gas goes from you know from what was I don't know what the numbers were. I, I don't buy much gas. Gas goes from you know two dollars a gallon under Trump to five dollars a gallon overnight, which Biden blames on Putin. 
drop it down to four dollars a gallon. It's still double what you were paying. And Biden saying, "See what I did for you? Just listen to me. You won't pay so much." <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Appreciate that. So they want they want to make what what hurricane? They just want to make everything look like it's great. And Joe there on sixty minutes, all edited and polished with the perfect lighting and. You know, making it look like they were asking him candid questions. And uh, he's being asked, well, you know, what are you going to do if Russia uses nukes? Yeah, you think you think if I knew, I'd tell you? <laughs> like, is that really an answer that he just gave? <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say that. It's going to depend. And he kind of caught himself a little bit. I wonder if he had the earpiece in. I, w- I wonder if uh, uh, um, Barack and Michael were in, in his ear. Tell him. Tell them that you'll fix everything, Joe. We have we have money. We can just print more money. What's the big deal? I bet you that's the way they think. I bet you it is. I bet you if you were in their private inner circle, that's what you would find. Listen, you can just always print more money. It's not a big deal. Print more money. Absolutely. Cover and consume. So how are they going to steal the election? What am I talking about? So it's a known fact that the voter rolls are dirty. What does that mean? That the voter registration rolls have a lot of dead people and people that have moved. And it's many. I don't know what percentage. There's an organization, True the Vote. There's others that have been working really hard to, to bring this stuff to light. And every day it seems like there's just more videos and more evidence proving that uh, the, the falsified votes. Now, Remember I said this because it's an important philosophical point. There's some people, like myself, that question, why do you need to be registered at all? Where does it say in the Constitution that you'll be registered to vote? Now, I'm sure the, con- the Constitution allows it. Uh, this whole structure has been in place for a very long time. I don't want to go too far down that path, but here's the, the points I want you to remember. That the voter rolls are dirty. It's a known fact. Uh, they just so happen to be dirty with all Democrat, you know, dead people, very few Republicans, but that's beside the point. Um, and there are people uh, keeping an eye on on these things. But uh, the other thing uh, that I see as ready to come, oh, the, the, other, the other thing that they're doing then, I, I sort of say, there's two points to take away from the early part of that. Uh, the other is that... Um, you have this philosophy that people should not have to be registered to vote. So you get dirty voter rolls and a philosophy that people should not have to be registered. Now, let's put that together, okay? And this is from uh, WND. I have the link in here if you want to check it out. But let me just read this little piece to you. Says, this is what, I guess, Biden has ordered. Every department of the federal government to actively promote, quote, voting rights. Activists advising the Biden administration on implementing the scheme include representatives of the ACLU, the Campaign Legal Center, DeMoss, I don't know what that is, Southern Poverty Law Center, Black Lives Matter, the Leadership Conference of Civil Rights and others, all of which are far left to extreme left organizations. And I'll add this, with high union uh, control, and so what does this mean? They're, they're going to use the term voting rights 
and mail-in voting to allow people to vote that aren't registered to vote. And it happened in the last election. This is exactly what they did in 2020. They pumped the, the, the election full of ballots that they knew uh, you know, were, were dead or whatever you want to call it. Right? They did that. Well, let me just actually let me just give you the, the bare fact. 150,000 more votes cast in Pennsylvania than there are registered voters. So there was two pieces going on. <clears throat> that would mean that the number of votes cast in Pennsylvania were 150,000 over the total number of the dirty rolls, right? See, all these dead people, they took all that, and there was still another 150,000 more. Uh, and that's not enough to change the outcome of the election? I'm going to say it's like 30% of the vote. This being brought in by who? Oh, the ACLU, the Campaign Legal Center, the Moss, Southern Poverty Law Center, Black Lives Matter, the Leadership Conference of Civil Rights, and others, all of which are far left to extreme left organizations. Fascinating, really, right? Why? Why this move to steal? The, it's going to happen. They're going to do it. They can't not do it. Europe is, uh, look, you've got a, a power, a big power play going on right now. And Obama laid the groundwork. I really believe he did. Bush, even, even the Bush dynasty and with their military industrial complex, they were definitely taking a different line. Obama came in and he's like, why fight wars? Let's just pay restitution. And, you know, there's a little bit of um, logic to that, quite frankly, right? Like, why should we get that? All right, we'll give you a billion dollars, and let's just make this go away. I mean, you say it's crazy, but, you know, why do you think Trump settled the Stormy Daniels case for whatever that $200,000 or whatever it was? So, anyway, you could go both directions on the theory of it. The problem was that Obama was paying for everything. What are you talking about? Remember the Brazilian fire? Remember the fires in Central in Brazil? You guys remember that during Trump? When they're like, oh, the Amazon is burning. The lungs of the world are dying. Do you remember that? I remember this stuff. I don't even have it in the show notes. What was that about? It was about uh, land groups down there. Who, Whatever groups, I don't know who they are. I, I can't get into that kind of detail with everything. But Obama was paying them off so that they would not cut trees in the Amazon. And Trump came in, he's like, no, I'm paying them off. So they burned it, just like Antifa did, just like Black Lives Matter did. I say let them burn it. Listen to me. You know, same with Putin. Go ahead, nuke Ukraine, dude. I want to say it differently. Give everybody what they want. Just let them suffer under the consequences. Government, I said this many times, let make Ocasio-Cortex and Bernie Sanders president and vice president and, and let them have full-on socialism. Just go ahead. See what happens. You know, people are going to need to wake up and, and start to defend our country uh, and take a stand on these things or you're going to be fighting in, in, back socialism the way this is going. What am I talking about with that? Well, I just described to you how they intend to steal the vote. Now, all right, so they got dirty voter rolls, and they got to play, and they already tested it in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Nevada, I believe. Don't quote me on that. And it worked, all right? But, but 
The Republican, and I said this before, I'm like, they, they can't keep doing it, but they need to because Trump runs. They're like, ugh, oh, he's going to kill Biden. And I think he would. And I think everybody knows it at this point. So this is this is a really a all hands on deck operation to get Biden reelected. Huge, right? First of all, they got to make him look good. They got to make all the news look good. They took on this scorched earth policy with everything. They did it. Do you remember what they did to our country? All in the name of getting rid of Trump, which was getting rid of your vote, and even if you didn't vote for him, what kind of government allows that to happen? These people make me sick. And so here we are, and they say, shoosh. I almost cursed there. No cursing on the podcast. They say, well, we're gonna, we may have to, if Trump's going to run again, we, we may have to do this again. But Trump's getting people. We'll see what happens in the midterm. I think that's part of what's going on, too. They're thinking, you know, maybe we get lucky in the, in the, in the midterms. I'm sure they got some cheating postured up. But anyway, it's going to be harder. So what, here's why I think that the, they have the COVID cover and and why. Right now, you know, they need uh, positive economic news <laughs> for the midterm. The, the incumbent party does not win on negative uh, in, uh, economic news. It just doesn't happen. And so, uh, you know, they, try, they want to make everything look good. Oh, yeah, well, gas is down 20%. Yeah. <laughs> Since when? This morning, you know, it's up double from what it was a year and a half ago. They're going to act like, well, what's the big deal? Wages are up. In real terms, inflation is zero. Yeah, just like Biden's IQ. So anyway, they pulled this scam in the last election. Now they want to do it again. But they got a little problem. The Republican Party, I told you this, even within the Democrat, but the Democrat, some Democrats going to come in and go, wait a minute, I, I should have been the one, not Joe Biden. Right. Josh Shapiro here in Pennsylvania, they're putting articles out, could be the first Jewish president. What do you think of that? You better look into that guy. Fascinating, really. Anything but Christian, that's what they want. Anything but Christian. Josh Shapiro calls himself a conservative Jew, but somehow uh, Doug Mastriano is a radical Christian. And you tell me what's going on, there's no spiritual war. The kooky Christians, they want to say. So here they are. If Trump runs again, you know they might—they're trying everything, right? That's why they're like. But even even they backed off all the investigations. You notice there's been no news on the the Mar-a-Lago thing, right? They're just like, you know, what's his name messed up the process or the paperwork, and Trump got away again. <laughs> okay, you know, so it's it's dead. I can tell by the way Trump's talking. That thing's going nowhere, absolutely nowhere. He'll, he'll use it as political fodder. What happened to it? National security at risk. Documents stolen. How irresponsible. That's the language they're using now. We went from, from lock him up to how irresponsible. Anyway, uh, they're going to play like everything's good and nice and Joe's a strong leader and he's he is mentally capable despite what you might think. Nobody's believing that. And the war is pretty much, you know, phasing out. COVID's done. And you need to vote for Democrats at the midterms. They'll help you along. They'll probably throw a few points in here. They can't as easily because it's spread out at the midterms. The centralized effort doesn't work the same way. Then you're going to see what happens in the midterms. If they lose in the midterms, 
Or maybe they don't feel good in the midterms. I don't think they would pull COVID at the midterms. It could, they might. I don't know. They really felt they needed to pull the votes together. They really felt that emboldened and that desperate. Uh, but I, at some point, it's going to be teed up. And that's where I say uh, they're going to need to pull. So you have uh, Republicans that are watching these drop boxes. I mean, there's a huge effort. Many people, poll watchers, uh, watching the drop boxes. So there's a lot more eyes on this stuff than there was in 2020. So they're going to have a harder time. Well, that's where a COVID rebound becomes helpful. They used it last time. They used it last time to lock people out from observing. No, you're not going to just come in here spreading your germs in the name of like, like they were acting like Republicans just purely wanted to spread COVID. It was really had nothing to do with the election. Either way, uh, they used it to cover what they were doing in their little uh, fully covered rooms. So here we are. There's little doubt in my mind that they're going to try and steal the election. And I would say 51% chance that they succeed right now would be my, at least, at least. There is so much money, so much momentum uh, in favor of the liberal order and Biden, uh, you've got the radical wing, the Bernie Sanders side, you know, with that little factions over there. They're just hardcore commies, always will be, just the way they think. And I don't know, what, what do you say about that? Gift from God, balance out the thinking in this country? All right, that's that's the best I can do to be positive. you got the, you got the radical wing. People say the same on the on the right, Right. So uh, anyway, you got those people that are always going to go along with this, but they have just managed to garner so much support in terms of resources. The global corporate support, uh, the healthcare industry that has been bought and paid for now, the teachers union bought and paid for, uh, what's left? They don't have the military, they don't have the police, although there's been so much damage done in the military. The leadership is liberalized. It's just the rank and file is not. Pretty much the same with the police. Uh, there's so much money. I, I saw the Walton family gave money to Biden. I had some. It was crazy. And not that Trump doesn't have big money behind him. I think the, the, the New Balance family, whoever they are, gave $400 million to Trump in 2020. It's big resources. But, but let me stay on point. The, the Wall Street money, the big banker money, it's all liberal. I mean, if you look at what was brought in in the last election, it's crazy. That's shifted a lot, though. And that, that's the basic metric that they're looking at. They're like, we're not raising as much money as Republicans. There's a, a big reporting date coming due, and I'm going to see if I can get an update on that. That's really a very telltale sign. It really is. Who's, who's winning, who's not? Who's bringing in the money, unfortunately? That's the way it works. That's the whole focus. You think it has to do with the Constitution and representing you and the future for your family. And I hate to tell you, but it's really not. They just want to see how much money they can raise in their campaign. So I don't know what's happening right now, but I know that there's a lot behind the liberal movement. Huge. I mean, this this ESG thing with the um, equity and what's it stand for, um, you know, that they're putting these uh, companies under, they're doing it to themselves. This isn't the, the American government doing it. Big push right now to bring back Facebook as like the only social media platform. Oh, they had so much control. I could see it coming too. They're attacking Gab. I see the little glitches on the Gab mobile because they're doing everything they can to shut them out. 
everything they legally can, every little bit. Why is all this going on? Why is all this going on? That's really what we want to get to here. Well, they need the great reset to fully reset. And what is this great reset? I got a little drink of water again. I'll be right back. Okay. Needed a little water. I, I don't remember having to go through this to, so much with the podcast, so it's just been dry throat lately. Dry air. But anyway, you know, what is this great reset? I, it's been it's a interesting idea. I actually got a couple books on it. You know, if you look into it in the World Economic Forum, I know some of you have looked into it more than I have. I know more of the detail. But in basic terms, I understand the... The, 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 the generalities of it. But in simple terms, what is the Great Reset? And you say, well, they're going to make everybody go electric cars. And they're going to you know destroy us and control where we drive and how we drive and this and that. And, and I, I don't think so. I, I'm not, I don't really subscribe to that. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I base it on the evidence. I mean, if, if they were so interested in pushing electric cars, all they have to do is mandate it. And here's how you could do that. You say, the, you say hey, it's a federal law that, um, you know, pick a percentage. 10% of all the vehicles sold in the United States need to be electric. Beginning, you know, you might give them a little two-year window. And it would push the big companies to... You know, work to get the infrastructure installed. And the solution to the charging is very simple, by the way. Very, very simple. You need charging stations. Just And I don't mean like uh, where you plug in. You should just add to the existing gas stations modular batteries. That's when these, it's, it, if I can figure that out, right? So you pull into Sunoco, wherever you get your gas. I don't mean to put a plug in for Sunoco. Wawa, right? If I get into the local Wawa, I could Wawa. Wawa is a big thing here in the Philadelphia area. If you're if you're not in the area, you don't know. Them. If if you're uh, west of here, you might know Sheets, and then I don't know what goes on, you know, past the Mississippi in terms of uh, convenience stores and gas. It's big business, right? You go in to get gas; they're making money on the gas, and you say, "Yeah, grab a cup of coffee while I'm here," and you see that people run them in and out. Well, anyway, I get into the local Wawa here. And, you know, if I want gas, I can get gas. But guess what else? They have propane around the side of the building. Very common thing. So why couldn't you have a little exchange center over there? Take, you know, one or two of the, the current petro bays, pump bays, and convert them to battery change-out bays. You, know, you probably have to staff it. Maybe it has to be full service because not everybody's going to want to carry and, and lug these batteries around. Or maybe it's got to be done by a machine. I don't know. But that's the basic solution to the, the battery issue. And that way, you're not trying to, to run this wire, God and everywhere, to, to run these charging stations that's not going to work because people don't want to sit there for seven hours while the car charges up. I don't think this is too difficult. So anyway, if that was really the goal, somebody with, with a lot more intelligence than me would come up with a solution. If not that one, some other one. They could do it pretty easily. And it's not happening. The electric car thing, I, you know, I think it'll fizzle out on some level. You know, it'll be it'll be 30%, 40% of the cars or something. I don't know. Wait, so what is the Great Reset about? Well, these are the, the social aspect of it, the racism and all these bullet points. Well, it, definitely they want to they plan into it an expansion of government. Health care, you know, we'll take care of your health care. Very socialized. 
No, it won't be completely socialized. They won't need to. Well, they're like, yeah, you can go, you can own your home, you can own your stuff, you can own your stocks, you can own the company because we control the money, and that's what I think the Great Reset is about in simple terms. And that is that the Great Reset is going to be a move to digital currency. Now, this is kind of fascinating in itself because the currency kind of is already digital. Now, I, I don't because I don't I can't tell you that. There's a physical dollar printed for every dollar on the on the Fed balance sheet. I don't believe that there is. I don't think so. No, I know there's not. As a matter of fact, there's uh, you know they have the cash broken out. You can see the Federal Reserve balance sheet. So what are we really talking about here? When so much of the money is already kept digitally. Well, to go full on digital, where everything is required to be paid and. They could probably even carve out little cash exceptions. I don't know. But what it means in simple terms is that they're going to control more of the money, if not every last cent of it, if it goes full digital. And it's really dystopian when you think about it, that things can be turned off and turned on. and um, But also they're going to have incredible ability to manipulate the values and so this craziness that you see going on would only likely get worse. I think they have to. I don't think they have any other choice. Uh, the, the fiat money has run out. They need to, to reset the values of everything. That's already happened. It doubled. Everything went up. The value of the homes went up, uh, right? But the price of food went up. I've talked about this ad nauseum. Everybody knows this. But this is what they want to do. I think it was the uh, German, uh, what's her name? Um, I forget who it was. But talking about higher levels of public debt in Europe. I started to say, uh, this is the other push, I think, to uh, be able to have, maintain a reserve currency. And I think that's a big part of what this fight is about, these countries that don't have control of the currency. I like the fact that the U.S. does. Why, how would you, other countries being on the receiving end of our currency manipulation? But that's what happens. Uh, but higher levels of public debt in, in Europe, I'm thinking, well, how much higher? I mean, uh, Greece is already bankrupt. Turkey, I don't think, is, is doing well. More control over the money. They say that it would be a new equitable market-based economy. In other words, they would uh, wipe out the uh, the 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 low end wealthy class, I think. These people say the middle class, but I think it would be the the business owners, the Wawa family, the Sheets family, you know, the, the Hers Chips. You ever heard of them? The Hers family. The Hers family has like a ten million dollar uh, mansion down in uh, Avalon, New Jersey. A lot of money here in Pennsylvania from the Hers family. Well, they're going to end up taking it. No, there's not going to be any forced confiscation. You don't have to worry about that. You really don't. They're just going to, you know, crazy make the values crazy and change the tax structure, right? So now that ten million dollar mansion, like, well, the taxes are going. That's excessive, and they'll be able to easily do this, right? And they say that's that's excessive. What do you mean it's excessive? Well, it's a lot more than the average person owns. So, no problem. You'll be able to keep it. Like I said, they're not going to come with guns and they're going to say, you know what? Uh, you know, instead of uh, what would be the tax bill on something like that, 
I'm guessing $150,000, $200,000 a year for real estate taxes on that puppy. Can you imagine? Yeah, the Hearst family has the money. But now somebody like Ocasio-Cortex, as bright as she is, she takes a look at a situation like that. She says, you know, I mean, this is excessive. I mean, this is really the heart of the new green scam that they're pulling, fighting for the little guy. I mean, he should be paying his fair share. What do you mean $150,000, $200,000 a year huh? on a $10 million? And that's just one of his mansions, she would tell you. And so they say, look, in fairness, he needs to contribute more, the evil rich person. We're going to raise those taxes from 200000 a year to a million a year. You don't like it? Sell it. <laughs> Burn it down. I don't know. They'll able to be, that's what a new equitable market-based economy is going to, a lot of this stuff's already happened in Europe. What's the, the VAT tax, right? They'll just, they'll put on a new type of VAT tax. Right, we're gonna have the VAT tax, then we're gonna need the ESG tax. So companies that, you know, if they can't get with the program on their own, then we're gonna have to help them along, and this is the way we do this. So if you're gonna be a dirty company, we're gonna charge you an ESG tax. What would be dirty companies? Tobacco, gas, farms that are putting nitrogen in, right? What do you think's going on in Europe? Dirty, dirty, dirty. Not all farms. No, 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 no. Right? Soybean and corn and, and vegetables, good farms, right? But those dirty, dirty CO2-emitting cows, mm-mm-mm-mm, there's going to be an ESG tax on beef. Government's going to have to get in on it. This is what I see coming. It won't come uh, all at once. All I can tell you is you, you'll, you'll end up being much better off living off the, the land. When you look at the way that modern education is being carried out, why do you think parents are revolting against the education system, the public education system? Healthcare, same thing. I mean, I really need to go back for a follow-up on this concussion. I really have no interest in, in going back in, in, into our healthcare system at all. It's nuts. Don't get any help. Look at the media. Nobody trusts the news, the way communications. All these things are very unnatural. That some centralized government unit, some agency is determining that your kids need to know about transgender and racial equality uh, and somehow being rammed down your throat. And you go to the doctor and they're going to push you uh, to do many things, really. You say, what do you mean? I know at least here they ask the kids, the pediatricians have been asking for years. Uh, do you have any guns in the home? Other questions like that. Very invasive. I can't stand. I don't. I don't know many people that do speak well of our healthcare system. I could go on and on about that. Uh, and then the media, the news. Like I said, nobody trusts the news. They can say all they want. Oh, CNN's remaking itself, and yeah, you're gonna, you you need to be do more than remake yourself. But uh, the currency they control, the fiat currency, they want more control. The fiat money, right? Also very unnatural was uh, supposed to um, provide an endless supply of money. And I guess it worked to a point. What are you going to do? We'll pick this up tomorrow. i got a lot more I want to talk about. I want to talk about taxes and the direct real impact of what's going on so you can understand. Hey, glad to be back. Hope to see you tomorrow. Be there.